Welcome back. It's Mile High Magazine. Happy Sunday. Yeah, we took a little break. Catch my breath. And it's Murphy Houston. And glad to be here. Glad to have my good buddy, Lori Peterson from the Dumb Friends League with me. Vice President of Development, Marketing, Communications, Education. She cleans out the cages. She does it all over there at the Dumb Friends League. Lori, good to have you on board. Oh, Morphy, it's so good to be on this call with you today. Well, I know we got a big uh, event coming up soon. I think that's uh, something. Wow, do we talk about that, the one we're doing on December 1st? We certainly can. It's our Friendship Circle Cultivation event, and this is a celebration of our most loyal donors that come and see anything new in the league and get appreciated. Yeah, and we do it. It's such a, a good time. I look forward to it. So I'll see you face-to-face down there this year because we didn't do that last year, did we? No, we weren't able to no. have anyone in the shelter at that time. Well, I'll have my mask on and we'll have some fun. But, Lori, what I want to talk about, you know, it's becoming holiday time, and I think a lot of families look forward to maybe getting a family pet, a new puppy or something for the kids or some kind of an animal. And the Dumb Friends League is obviously the place to go. So what kind of tips can you give parents that are listening now about finding maybe some kind of a pet that's really a fit for their family for the holidays and beyond, obviously? Well, we want to make sure that we let the families know this is a huge commitment. And depending on the age of the animal, you want to make sure you're ready to invest. Because what we don't want to have happen is you bring a new pet into your home and then in the spring realize it's just a lot of work. So really do your research. Find out what the age is, what you're looking for in a family pet before you come down. And then we have some amazing adoption counselors that can work with you to find that perfect animal. If you want an active animal, let us know. If you want a more couch potato type animal, let us know that as well. And then the ages of the people in your household. Well, that's all important. And do you still allow families to come down and and be with the pet they're thinking of adopting to see how the kids like the pet, how the dog reacts or the cat reacts or whatever it might be? Do you still do that process? We absolutely do, and we encourage that. That way you can see whether the animal is going to be a good fit for everyone. We are open. We are taking, of course, COVID precautions. We'd like for you to wear a mask, but come down pick out your pets and you'll go into a room and see how the kids and the rest of the family interact. And we hope that we'll be able to partner you up with the best furry friend for your family. And then once the adoption process starts, uh, the pet you are are adopting, they get their shots, they spayed or neutered or all that takes place, correct? Absolutely. When you come down, the animal is just about ready to go. In most cases, they've got their shots, they're spay neutered. In some cases, if we've just gotten them in our shelter, you may fall in love with that pet. We will spay neuter. We will give them all of their necessary vaccinations before you can take them home. Now, the question I get now, and maybe people don't realize that you have your own, uh, I guess you would call it an animal hospital of pets. If they have a pet and they need some help with that, how does that process work? Well, our access to care hospital is a subsidized hospital. So the hospital that we have on Yuma Street is for low-income families. Okay. And the big purpose of this hospital is to help people keep their families in their homes so they don't suffer, they don't need to be relinquished. But we do ask that this is for those families who really need the extra support and cannot afford veterinary care. We have 
an amazing team there that's for urgent care purposes. So if you've got an animal suffering, please reach out to our offices on Yuma Street and find out when you can come in and bring that animal. But that hospital is for people who need us the most. Well, and you know, for a long time, if people had a need and they couldn't afford that medical care, they just gave up their pet. In fact, the dog That's we right. have now, Little Bear, who we've gotten from the Dumb Friends League, was one of those. He had a bad leg, needed the surgery. Unfortunately, the family couldn't afford it because they were low income and they gave up the dog. You guys fixed Bear up, and now Bear lives at my house. But so First you, of all, thank you for adopting Bear. Oh, gosh. Well, we... I think I've had five dogs from the Dumb Friends League. <laughs> They've all been Thank you, Murphy. wonderful. Um, but uh, anyhow, but, now you guys can help with that situation so they don't have to give up the pet if they are low income. That's right. But it's so important. And I'll tell you the other thing I want to talk about, because I've done this as well, senior pets. A lot of people kind of pass by the older dogs or cats. They need homes too, don't they? They do, and they are such amazing pets. They're house trained typically. They have gotten out the puppy zoomies or the younger years, if you want an animal that's a little bit um, less energetic. And they have amazing personalities, and they just want a home. They just want to be loved. And we have amazing senior pets that would be great, great companions for seniors, for younger families, whatever you need. And these senior pets are just they're they're special. Well, they Very are, special. and for the most part, they're they're broken in, ready to go. All you got to do is take them home and feed them, and you you got a loving pet for the rest of your life. For goodness sakes, that's right. But several years ago, we adopted uh, Bailey, and he was an older brown lab that they'd picked up on the western slope, wandering around, living on garbage. The poor dog. And you guys brought him in, and I was down there because we had just lost a dog, and uh, we were looking, and there he was, Bailey. That dog was the most loving pet I think I've had. And i got to tell you a quick story. My oldest grandson, Grayson, was born. We had him at the house, and he was crying, 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 and Grandma couldn't get him to calm down, and I don't know what was going to do. Serious, serious story. Bailey got up and walked over to where he was and laid down right next to him, and by gosh, Grayson stopped crying on the spot, and Bailey just laid there with him. I couldn't believe it. They know. They know, and we have had two really wonderful success stories in the last six months with two autistic children that have come in with their families to adopt dogs. They both left with these big, huge, energetic dogs, but when they are with the kids, they just know. They know they're they do. special. They do. And they just connect instantly. Yeah, they do. At least it wasn't that case. And that dog loved him dearly, and he, you know, he's ended his life because he got older. But it was a good time. And I got it from the Dumb Friends League. And you guys offer so many other services. You can, If you've got maybe something going on with a pet in your neighborhood and you want to report it to somebody, you guys do like investigations into that, don't you? We do. Colorado Humane Society this past fiscal year for us served 599 cases throughout the state of Colorado. So if you see something that doesn't look right, if you are concerned about an animal's safety or health, please call the Colorado Humane Society because we will absolutely look into that case and do what we can to help that animal and the family that has that animal in their possession. That's so important. And there's also the process. You have the best people. If for some reason you got to give up a pet, whatever the reason might be, and you want to take it to the Dumb Friends League to get it a new home, you guys handle it so well. Tell them how that process works. 
So if you are at the place where you absolutely have to relinquish your pet, we have a program and a department called Pet Admissions. And in that process, you will come and bring your animal and relinquish them to our caring staff. They'll get all of the information they can, behavior, what does the animal like, why are you relinquishing so we can then share any type of information with the next family that's adopting but we will treat you with compassion. We will do what's best for you and your animal. However, I will throw in, if you need resources, if you need help with potential medical care or food or behavior, reach out to us first. That way we can hopefully keep the animal in the home with some services that we offer before you have to relinquish. But if you absolutely have to, Please bring them into our shelter. We will take good care of them and find them a new home. And you offer a lot of different education-type classes if you've just adopted a puppy, correct? We have behavior resources on our website, and we also have some other resources that you can connect with. We have a humane education team that actually teaches K-12 through graders how to approach a dog, how to take care of a pet, Animal careers, if you are very passionate about an animal, where, how, what do you need to do to get into that world? And we try to provide as many resources to the community, regardless for what they need for their animal. And it's amazing. I always like to brag up. By the way, we're talking with Lori Peterson from the Dumb Friends League. The amount of volunteers you have down there is incredible, isn't it? We would not be able to do our work with our amazing volunteers. We have 1,200 volunteers at any given time they do enrichment for the pets they help us keep the pets active and clean and everything else from greeting in the adoption lobby to making sure that all of the pieces of bedding and and towels the laundry is clean for the animals. They they keep us whole. They really do. We oh, wouldn't be do. able to do our work without them. Absolutely. And there's fostering. And I, I don't know how anybody could foster a pet and then give it back or have it adopted. They'd all be living at my house. But uh, we, you, Murphy, you, you we do. call those foster fails. Well. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> that would be me. Me too. <laughs> but you do have foster families. Do you need more foster families for something like that? We're always looking for more foster families. And, and what foster means is, you know, opening your home up temporarily for an animal who may be better suited outside of the shelter or who may need a break or who may be in a better circumstance where they're in a home. And so please reach out to us if you're interested in fostering. We really need fosters for senior dogs as well as senior cats. And then some that need some extra medical care outside of the shelter. We do the training. We give you everything that you need, including food. So if that is something that fits what you can give back to the community, reach out to us. Well, people need to know the Dumb Friends League strictly lives on donations and people that help them out. They don't get any tax dollars. None of that happens at the Dumb Friends League. So you do have a fundraiser going on now, don't you? We do. It's end of year for us. And after this really difficult year and a half going into the second year of COVID, we really wanted our fundraiser to be about touch and the power of touch and how 
animals have really helped us through a lot of obstacles throughout all of our lives, but especially in this last one and a half to two year period that we still seem to be in. And we do not receive government donations. You you said exactly what I should have said. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and so, no, no, you're the you're much better at it than I am. So please, um, but we would appreciate any financial donations that we can use that goes to the animal and we spend 81 cents out of every dollar for programs and for animal care it's wonderful and people can let's say they want to buy an extra they have a pet they want to buy an extra big bag of dog food you take those kind of donations too don't you we do however we actually um Sends home with every pet Hills food. Hills is a huge partner oh, for absolutely, us yes. at the shelter. We do accept any and all other food because we have a fantastic relationship and partnership with the Colorado Pet Pantry. And then they can redistribute it. So bring it to us and we'll make sure it gets into the right hands. Before I let you go, Lori, talk about Veterans Day. It was a couple of days ago, but you did some pretty cool thing for our veterans. You know, I am a huge, huge patriotic person. I, I, it was put into my system in my blood at a very early age. And this year for Veterans Day, we opened an hour early for veterans. On Veterans Day, we offered opportunities for transportation to and from the shelter if someone needed that. And we have adopted out more than 50 Whoa. animals to veterans. That's fantastic. It's huge. And we waive fees. And so veterans who may have had limited income or didn't have the resources to find their furry buddy, we were able to connect them without any out-of-pocket costs for them. That's fantastic. And before I let you go, I understand that you do. We talked about senior dogs, and there's a dog by the – is it a dog by the name of Andy that really looking for uh, a home? Andy? Murphy. Andy is the most amazing dog. He's between 8 and 9 year old. He has been with us for months, and the staff loves him. Everyone he meets loves him, and I don't know why someone has not come down and and just grabbed him and adopted him and taken him home. He loves car rides. He loves walks, and he is just an amazing senior that if anyone out there is looking for an 8- to 9-year-old loving dog that likes to give lots of kisses, loves car rides, Please come down and see Andy because he will win your heart. Is that at the Quebec Street shelter or the, or the Bunny Center? He is at the Quebec Street. Yeah. Yep. He what? is at 2080 South Quebec Street. That's that's where the main shelter is. And what what is Andy? Is he a big dog, medium dog? He's a pit bull mix. So he's a big boy, but he also doesn't understand he's not a cuddle lap dog. <laughs> He's one of those I love that, that. is going to stay by your side. <laughs> I love um, that. Well, maybe Andy needs a home for the holidays. You guys should check out Andy. Lori Peterson, Dumb Friends League, thank you for coming on. Mile High Magazine, have a good holiday, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks down there. Thank you so much, Murphy. Always a pleasure. And thank you guys for listening to Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm Murphy Houston. We'll talk to you next week.